Welcome back. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1. Pleasure now to go to the Ballyhoo's guest line and bring in the interim uh, basketball coach at Old Dominion, Kieran Donahue. Good enough to give us some time after practice today, as he does each and every Monday. How you doing, Kieran? I'm good, Scott. Nice to be with you. Good to be with you. A lot of stuff going on, obviously, today. This wasn't your typical Monday, I know. Um, so just if you could, just a little bit on the background of how all this was, was broken to you, and certainly... Um, you and the staff, I understand, found out first right before the team this morning, and uh, you guys had spoken to Jeff about this. And obviously, not something that he came to uh, easily or quickly, but something that he felt was important to uh, get out now. Yeah, correct. Um, that's correct, Scott. Uh, right, Jeff informed uh, the staff last night. Um, we had a chance to meet uh, last night as a staff, and, and he um, explained to us uh, his decision to retire, and then we. Um, Early this morning, first thing this morning, um, we were able to get the, the team together, um, and Jeff was able to address the players and let them know. Obviously, it was, um, I think, very, very important for Jeff um, to uh, have the players hear it from him directly um, and not hear it secondhand in any other way. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, t- a tough day uh, for him. And then a few hours later, obviously, he had the, uh, the, the press conference. So, um, you know, not an easy day. Uh, for our players, or, or, or for Jeff, for that matter, right? Um, you know, obviously, I assume, um, safe to say, not not a decision he, he made lightly, um, you know, and I don't want to speak for him, but, um, you know, I know how much Jeff loves being a basketball coach, right? And, um, you know, the, the decision he made to retire, I'm, I'm sure it was one that he's obviously spent a lot of time on, and, um, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, for me, it, I walk away from it um, listening to Jeff yesterday, listening to Jeff today, seeing him talk, you know, I, I was, the thing that struck me was that he, he sounded very much um, at peace with his decision, right. And, and happy um, about his decision. You know, I, I think there's very candidly, you know, as he addressed to the staff with the players and, and during his press conference today, I mean, there's, you know, there's part of him that a big part of him that's going to certainly miss um, being a basketball coach. Um, but, but he feels strongly that this is the right time uh, for him um, you know, and, and, and for a program to, to step away and, and retire. So, you know, I'm just really happy for him, um, you know, that uh, that he's at peace and, and that he is happy with his decision. Well, obviously you got the season still to play and finish. Um, you know, he did admit that it didn't feel like that was ideal, that he had to put it out there, but it felt like it was no reason to sit on the news now that he'd come to this conclusion. Uh, you know, for for the team, I mean, you guys have dealt with a lot of stuff this year, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> at the start of the year with Jess Health, to you know, players obviously being removed from the team and those kind of things. Uh, I mean, was it, I don't know, do you feel like this is any more than that to, to, to have this news out there as you guys are trying to finish up the season? Uh, you know, I, I don't really know. I, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I understand Jeff's decision, um, you know, to, to have a, uh, to make the announcement now. I mean, we're starting to see Jeff more, right? He, mm-hmm. he, um, you know, his, his recovery, uh, and his health are doing very well. I mean, he looks great, right? I mean, he, he visibly looks great. Yeah. Um, the best I've seen him look in a really long time. Um, so, you know, that, that again is really encouraging. Um, and something that, that brings, I think, joy to a lot of us that, that know him and care about him. Um, you know, but we see him from time to time, right? He comes in the building and, and, uh, a little bit more. He's not involved with the basketball, but he's around a little bit more. Obviously, uh, you know, everyone saw him on Saturday night uh, before senior night um, as part of that ceremony. So, you know, I, I think the more that he's out and about, um, you know, the more that leads to people asking questions. And and this, I think, is just, you know, this, this is how Jeff is, right? I mean, Jeff's a straight shooter. 
Um, you know, he's a, he's a direct person. He, he's a very honest person. Um, you know, and he's a, he's a person that feels strongly about, you know, doing the right thing all, you know, all the time. So, um, he didn't want to, you know, mislead anyone or be disingenuous. So, uh, you know, for him and, and, and probably for the program, um, and for the future of the program, um, you know, once he knew that he was not going to be the person, uh, you know, leading the program, you know, in the future, I think, uh, my guess is that he, he felt it was best to, to sort of make that public and move forward. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, our players are, are resilient guys. If they've proven one thing all year, it's, it's that they've, they've proved that they will keep bouncing back and keep competing at a really high level. Um, and I expect that that's, uh, what we'll do again. We had a, a good practice today. Um, you know, and I hopefully have a great practice tomorrow and then we have a, you know, a big game on Wednesday night and, and, and hopefully a whole bunch more games, right? But we know we've got at least three more, and, and hopefully we have a lot more than that. Um, but I, I feel very confident that our guys are going to continue to battle and compete at a very high level. Um, and that's what we've done all year long, right? There, there's been a lot that has been um, out of our control. There's been a lot that's been out of the control of, of the, the 14 players that are still in, in, on the program, in the program on the team. Um, but the thing that they have done very well, um, and, and for which I think they deserve a lot of credit, is is they really haven't focused or worried too much about the things that are beyond their control. And, and they've just come in and practiced hard and played very hard uh, in games. So I expect that that's what will continue. Uh, Kieran Donahue with us here. Scott Jackson, your priority on sports radio 94.1 joins us via the Valley. Who's uh, guest line uh, with us here on the day that uh, Jeff Jones announces retirement for, I want to get to some from Saturday, but before we do that, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Jeff will no longer be leading the program. You're leading the program right now on the interim basis uh, is this something you would like to do on a permanent basis? And is that something that uh, you, you would uh, like to, I, I guess, go through the process with, with the university about? No, I, I, I'm not going to be a, a candidate for the job in the future. I, I'm, you know, I'm here uh, you know, as the head coach now on an interim basis and will um, continue to be the head coach, obviously, through the end of the season. Um, but at the end of the at the end of the season, in um, moving forward into the future, you know, the, the university will find someone else to to lead the program in the future. Okay, appreciate you sharing that with us. Now let's on to Saturday, which had to be the cathartic, right? Is <laughs> cleansing? I don't even know what the proper word is. If I'm using that correctly, I well, should have looked fun. that up. It was it was fun, right? It was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, and cathartic and cleansing and all of the above, but, but mostly. <laughs> But mostly it was good, right? It, yeah. it was a it was a great, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Right? No, no, it's fine. But it, it, it was it was it was great. I mean, it was a very very good performance, right? And it was an exciting performance. It was ugly at times, and you know that's that's how we are sometimes on the court. But um, but we we played really well. We played really hard. We we maybe had the most complete defensive game we've had all year, right? There was really never a lull in our defense. Um, you know, and then obviously we had some outbursts offensively um, there, you know, maybe got off to a slow start other than, than one player who really carried us I and mean, maybe carried us all night um, in Ty Williams. But, but no, it was it, yeah, cathartic, rewarding, invigorating, fun, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, all of those things, right? You know, we've been very close, right? We've been very close and we've been playing better basketball. We've been playing good basketball. We've been playing much better defense. Um, you know, and, and we've shown glimpses of being much better offensively, um, you know, and we've shown more consistency. Uh, but for whatever reason, we, we, you know, we just haven't always been able or often enough been able to put it all together. Um, and then for us to go out and do it on Saturday night, to go out and do it on senior night, to go out and do it on, the, you know, the last home game of, of the season in front of another outstanding crowd um, of very loyal Monarch supporters and ODU yeah. fans, um, you know, just really, really 
you know, a really positive, a really fun, uh, you know, experience uh, and evening. And, you know, again, it, it helps our guys, right? Our, you know, we, our guys have, and I've said this repeatedly, right? Our, our guys have not given in. Our guys have not quit. Our guys have not given up. Our staff hasn't. Our administration hasn't. Our fans haven't. Obviously, they, they turned out in force again. Um, you know, so so to to get the to get the result, right? The, the, to get yeah. the result that we wanted and when we desperately needed, yes, all all of those words you were using and, and all the ones I used as well. Um, just a very positive positive uh, evening for us. Yeah, and again for your seniors, Jason Wade. You know, all he's meant to your program. You know, obviously to see Jeff there with him and uh, you guys sharing that moment. And and of course, you know, Ty Williams, man, he kind of he kind of made it his night, didn't he? <laughs> with thirty three. Oh, there's no dude. question, right? You know, what I mean, he, listen. Ty is a scorer by nature, right? That's his mindset. Um, and, and he, you know, he, he had his biggest game of the year, right? Uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, let's hope he can do it again. But, you know, a little bit of senior night magic, right? That, that's one of those things that happens sometimes on senior nights, whether it's a, whether it's a kid that's a, you know, a walk-on, a non-scholarship walk-on that gets a chance to start and all of a sudden bangs a shot, right? I, I've, I've had that in, in my career, right? We've had a guy who's a, a non-scholarship walk-on, like, you know, bang a jumper early in the game, you know, that yeah. sort of unexpected, um, you know, or, or, or Ty having the, the, you know, the outstanding performance he had, right. All of those things, uh, you know, go into the lore of senior night, uh, you know, of, of senior night, but it, it was terrific, right. He, it's, Ty was, Ty was great, right. He, he carried us right early in the game. He, he was really the only one able to score for us. And then he, you know, he continued that throughout and then the game opened up and other guys were able to contribute on the offensive end and everyone contributed on the defensive end. Um, you know, it, so it was really a, a fun night for him, um, for sure. And then, obviously, like you, you referenced, Jason Wade, who, you know, is, as, as you said, he's been part of our program for six years now. Um, you know, he grew up a Monarch fan. His, his father was a great player here, Ronnie Wade. Right, his mom's an alum. Um, the, the Wades, you know, I, you know, I've been here. I've been fortunate enough to be here for eleven years. Um, you know, and and the, the the Wade family in ODU basketball. You know, there's a very, very close connection there. Um, and so given everything that Jason's, uh, you know, been through that are well-documented, um, you know, in the course of his career with his injuries and whatnot, you know, for him to, to, to go out and, and, and he played well, right? And, you know, again, he's, he came in as a, a 6'4 point guard and he goes out as, as a 6'4 center. Um, you know, that's how we're using him. But that's Jason Wade. You play him wherever you have to play him and he makes good things happen. But again, he's, he's guarding maybe the best big, big man, one of, one of the two or three best big men in the league uh, from Coastal Carolina. And, and it was really fun to watch him guard him. I mean, you know, he, he just frustrated him so much. Jason's instincts, his hands, you know, his, his feet, his movement. Right, it was just he impacted that game, and again, he didn't score. I don't think he scored all night, but he impacted that game in so many ways um, that led to us playing better basketball and us playing good basketball, and ultimately us winning. So, again, just re- really, really fun evening, uh, and 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 you know, a memory for those guys that they'll hold on to for all of their lives, hopefully. No doubt. Uh, also, be remiss if I didn't mention your freshman, um, Danny Pounds. Boy, he he had a big impact on senior night as well, and his. 17 minutes with his 10 boards and obviously two of the most thunderous dunks we've seen all season. Yeah, no, there's no question, right? Danny's a guy that got off, uh, you know, got off the season to, to a good start. Right. And, and everyone's kind of excited, like, Ooh, who's this new guy. Right. You know, and he wasn't the most heralded, um, you know, but everyone looked and said, Ooh, you know, and, and he played very well for us early in the year. Right. And then, you know, there was a, a, a stretch there in the middle where, where he struggled a little bit and, um, you know, and, and his minutes sort of dropped. And then there was even a game of a few games ago, a handful of games ago where, where he didn't play and it wasn't anything. It just, we were playing 
well, and it just the way it worked. It, it you know he, he didn't go in, um, and he very easily could have could have given up, or he very easily could have sulked, or complained, or or anything, any any one of those things, are you know, and it, you know, but he has had nothing but a a great outlook, right? He's had a positive reaction to his, um, you know, to his, his the struggles, the struggles we've had as a team, but his own struggles as a player there, right? and and he. You know, he came in and, and he just said, okay, what do I need to do? And, and and the coaches, we talked to him, I talked to him, and and to his credit, right, and this is a testament to his character, to his credit, he went he went out and, and he's trusted us and he's he's been able to, to, to do things differently. And he's been terrific for us here down the stretch of the, the, the season here, these last handful of games. And he's played really, really well. And obviously he had a, a terrific night again on Saturday. So, you know, he, he just looks, you know, he looks like, such an athlete out there at times, right? And yeah. and uh, and that's what we see from him. Just really, really, really athletic and explosive and aggressive. And he's been all over the glass at both ends. And he's been, a, you know, a real factor defensively, right? Uh, so many people set ball screens. And he's up there. He's guarding ball screens. He's guarding big guys. It's a real positive uh, for our program the way he's played here down the stretch. And it and it's a real testament to him um, that he has, uh, you know, not hung his head, right? And he he he's picked it picked it up and battled back and gone back out and competed and figured out a way he's made the shift. He's turned things around for himself and it's helping our ball club. It's, it's really a, a positive situation. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, still, still improving. That's, that's great to see as this season goes on. Uh, Kieran Donahue, uh, appreciate it as always. Um, you know, one, one final thing for you, as you mentioned, you've been here 11 years, um, you know, now doing this on the interim level, you're not going to pursue the head coaching job, but uh, for you, is this something you'd be open to, you'd like to stay here if given the opportunity? And obviously a lot of that depends on, on who's here. Uh, but is that something you're open to? Scott, I'm open to everything. You know what I mean, but, yeah. but I'm not focused on any of that right now. Understood. Um, yeah. You know, I, right now I'm focused on on doing the best job I can. Uh, you know, and, and trying to lead this team as as well as I can for what is hopefully uh, you know a, a bunch more games. Right? Uh, we know we have three, and, and hopefully we have more than that. Um, and we're going to fight like heck to to do that. And, and I'm that's all I'm worried on. Or, or, excuse me, that's all I'm focused sure. on. Um, right now is is doing the best job I can each day at practice, trying to get this team ready. Right? We our staff. We've been able to get our guys ready to play every game. Um, that's what we're going to focus on. Um, you know, whatever happens down the road happens down the road. There'll be there'll be plenty of time to think about that later. Uh, but right now, all I all I really care about is is um, trying to help this team continue to get better because we are continuing to get better. Right? There's yeah. no question about it. We are playing better. We are getting better. Um, we haven't always had the results um, that we want, but we are playing better basketball. Um, and you know, the last time I checked this is the time of year you want to be playing your best basketball. So we're playing better basketball. We're heading in the right direction. Um, my focus is on keeping us heading in that direction. Well, keep grinding. You guys, again, you, you have not quit. You could keep fighting. Uh, been entertaining. Uh, hope, good luck Wednesday at App State. Obviously very tough matchup, but you guys went toe-to-toe with them throughout that game uh, this past Thursday. So hopefully uh, a better finish for you. Uh, appreciate your time as always, and we will, uh, we will talk to you next week. Sounds great, Scott. Thank you. All right, Kieran Donahue, interim basketball coach at Old Dominion. Good enough to give us some time here and some insights today on the day that Jeff Jones announced his retirement. Um, we will get to uh, Jeff's uh, announcement later in the 6 o'clock hour. You'll you hear the interview I had with him uh, after the announcement as well. Um, coming up, we'll get to this court storming stuff. It's our poll question. I got a lot of people texting about it. You can hit us up as well. And obviously about the uh, news today with Jeff Jones, 757-687-9494. If you want to get us there via the Valley Hills phone line or the uh, text line. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law.
All right, welcome back. Uh, again, thanks to Kieran Donahue uh, for joining us and um, giving us some insights and all things going on with ODU basketball right now. And obviously focusing on finishing and prolonging the season as long as he can uh, with this team. And again, they will uh, be at App State on Wednesday, Friday, wrapping up the season on the road at Georgia Southern uh, before coming back and then getting ready to go to Pensacola. Uh, next week would be Tuesday or is that Monday? I'm already forgetting. I'm already forgetting which days they would play. I think it's we'll get it straightened out. Uh, eventually, or we'll out. get texted by Richie here in a second. <laughs> one way or another. I I knew this just last week. I've only looked at this stinking bracket three thousand times. Uh, I believe it is the um, Monday. Um, I, I thought Tuesday. It, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Tuesday. I was going to say I thought it was Monday, so I'm not saying anything. No, no, it's Tuesday. My bad. It is Tuesday. The beginning of it. So. Yeah, Tuesday, they're going to either be playing. I, I think they'll be in the 7th, well, the 8.30. I hate how they put everything in Central. One my, one pet peeve about the Sun Belt, don't put anything in Central. All right, you know, yeah. I, I get it. You know, uh, We're the rare Eastern time zone team, but it's the Central thing's annoying. Uh, I mean, nobody really respects Central time zone, do they? I mean, let's be honest. No. For, if we're being honest about it, is you anybody... Don't know, you don't even know when you're in it, really. <laughs> Just give us Eastern time zone, okay? Yeah, it is Tuesday. Thank you. Uh, so either at six or eight thirty will be their game, and you know again depending on if you win, moving on from there. Hopefully they can prolong this thing as much as possible. All right, uh, and I think it, oh I think they already locked into the eight o'clock game time. Thank you. They are because from the results from this weekend they are locked into the eight o'clock Eastern game time, the eight thirty eight o'clock air time next Tuesday in the tournament. Uh, opponent is TBD at this point for them. All right, 757-687-9494. I want to dive into our poll question for a moment here. Uh, brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering, which is, again, dealing with the whole, oh, my goodness, we've had somebody charge the court. Um, a kid from Duke you know, went knee-to-knee with a fan after it appeared he tried to clothesline the fan or at least give him a forearm shiver. Uh, anyway, our poll question is, what should they do about the old court storming? Uh, 42.6% say status quo. 27.7 want to outlaw completely. 21.3 want bigger fines and bigger security uh, as well. I mean, look, if you look at it this way, if you're going to charge teams like six digits in some of these big conferences, like $100,000 if you have a court storming situation or 500 if it's the second one like the SEC does, I think, um, then, you know, actually you probably could enforce it a little bit better by more bringing more security in, right? Like yeah. there's certain games you could foresee where you might need more security if your team were to win, if there'd be a court storming moment. Um, uh, BJ, my man who uh, writes the Monarchist basketball uh, page, says uh, just in Coach K's tenure alone, road fans stormed the court after beating Duke 72.5% of the time. And this is the only notable incident. Now consider how often it happens across college basketball without injury. Let's not go changing things uh, for minority happenstances. Yeah, look, I don't want players to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. I, I, that's, and oh, it of is, course not. And no, it is dangerous no. in a sense, like you're going into somebody's environment. Now, I will say this. If one of these kids did get clotheslined or punched in the face, that kind of goes to the territory. Like if you're running on a field or on somebody's workplace, you know, you're trespassing essentially. That's right. If you get your ass kicked, that's on you. Yep. So I don't want to hear some kid coming back and suing if a, if a Mike Curtis of his generation breaks somebody's jaw for running on the court. So that's part of, you know, maybe not run up to a guy who just lost a game and say anything. Just be the smart thing. I mean, this would be like just a thing I would coach kids up on if I was doing like life coaching for fans, right? Hey, just small thing. Don't run up on the big athlete after he loses a game that he's probably pretty pissed off about. Just saying. But again, if you're a big athlete, unfortunately, you probably just need to get the hell out of the way as quickly as possible to protect uh-huh. yourself uh, from a situation like this. 
And again, I'm pretty sure if you go back and rewatch it, it looks like my man was trying to make contact first. Oh, he was. Uh, he absolutely He had some was. bad intentions. Then he got mad when people were running at him. And look, I don't blame him. I would be annoyed with that as well. That's that's not cool, uh, for sure. Um, 804 asks a really interesting question, and because this is going to lead me to something I want to talk about. I still haven't heard anyone ask Wake Forest the most important question. Why the <laughs> heck <laughs> are you rushing the court against a team when you're favored by three points? Act like you've been here before, LOL. And Duke is trash bags anyways. Wake has, has, had a, has had a decent season this year. I'd be embarrassed to rush the court being favored against an okay Coach T- K-less team. Coach K-less Duke team. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is a set of rules we should have and guidelines. And we're, we're going to get to this coming up. There are some schools and some programs that should never either run on the floor or run on or, or go on the field, like right. tear down goalposts. Right. There are certain programs that you should never do that. And by the way, Duke is one of them. Yeah, and, and they've never done that. Like they they don't do that. I think there's something to be said for that. But I'm with you. Um, this is not like the most major major of upsets. But by the way, I mean kids at Storm Court maybe don't necessarily at Wake. You know, they spend a lot of time in the library. Maybe they don't know that they were the three-point favorite. Or if you're the kid that wasn't there the last time they did this to Duke, which I think was last season, right? They beat Duke last season. They beat season. Duke last year yeah. in Winston-Salem. Yeah, yes. so they did. I mean, this is kind of a regular thing now. I mean, I guess we can call it regular. <laughs> then maybe you don't need to do it. But I get it. Every year's different. Kids are different. Um, but yes, I think we do need to come together with a list of schools, uh, football and basketball, that should not be A, charging courts, or B, um, going after, um, you know, go, go, going, you know, you know, going after the the goalpost. There's certain programs that just it's just not worth their while. Anyway, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll get to those coming up. Uh, our conversation with Jeff Jones from after his retirement announcement coming up at six as well. Uh, it is the uh, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your sports center. All right, it was uh, Jeff Jones today uh, at his press conference announcing his retirement. We'll uh, hear from the coach a little bit more at 6 with my uh, conversation with him after the fact. Um, 757-687-9494. We're talking about court storming. We'll get to um, some of the text on that at 757-687-9494. Also, the Valley Hoos phone line. And I got a list of schools I think should never be involved in this stuff. I'll get to that. But let's get to Yotis, who's been hanging on the, the horn in uh, Williamsburg. Thanks, Yotis, for waiting. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Um, I want to talk about, like, essentially a little bit what the last um, caller or texter said. Mm-hmm. Beating Duke isn't an accomplishment anymore. They're not, right. um, you know, a top team. But really what I want to focus on is Steve Forbes at the end of that game called a timeout with 1.8 seconds, and they were up by four points. Mm-hmm. And Duke wasn't going to score four points in 1.8 seconds. It's almost impossible. The, the fact is he should have pulled his starters at that point and left the court, obviously knowing that um, any person on the sideline could have seen all the students who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't do that, and therefore, as a result of that, the mayhem occurred. What I will say is, if you've ever been, you've been to a basketball game, but the ushers are like 90 years yeah, old. Yeah, right. I don't necessarily they're volunteers, think almost. I mean, stop, yeah, in some know, cases, they're volunteers, students. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, and even with security, like, I've been to football games yeah. where opposing teams storm the, yeah. te- the the court, and they can't do anything about right. it. Right. It's just going to create more of a safety issue yep. for fans and for those guys. 
So I'll take it off the air, no, but fair. I'd wish that John uh, John Sherrod pull all those guys yeah. off instead no, of it's a good thinking point. he was going to win. No. I'll take that off the air, thanks. Thanks. You know, this is funny you say that because um, if you go back to – you know, one of the worst incidents in basketball history, um, the the melee at the palace, the malice of the palace, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we had this conversation many years ago with um, a lot of different NBA people because I was in the NBA at this point. Not, I wasn't in the NBA. <laughs> Maybe really clarify, I was covering the NBA at this point. Say, oh, yeah, I, I was in the NBA. So something yeah, we need no, to talk and, about and, here? But like Larry Brown and Rick Carlisle helped flame that situation because oh, yeah. of their own personal thing, right? Like, at, at some point in that game, as you see it often, you know, somebody calls off the dog, so to speak, right? And, like, whose responsibility was it? The team leading or is it the team that's behind to pull his guys off? You know what I mean? And, and so you would have had a situation where you even have Artesti anywhere near the court. He's laying on the table, and then people start throwing crap. You know what I mean? And, again, that doesn't clear the behavior of the idiots in Detroit or course, Auburn yeah. Hills or wherever the hell that place was. Anyway, point being is that's a really valid point, what he just brought up. I mean – yeah, Shire, I mean, you want to protect your guys, and maybe you shouldn't have to think that way, but like you said, you, you just look around, you know, and you're Duke, you, you know what's going to happen, right? And it doesn't, again, excuse it, but I mean, if we're going to, again, go through like trying to prosecute every kid that runs on the floor and these things, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty uh, hard to do, hard to pull off um, when you when you go with it. But I mean, yeah, it's going to, but it is going to take like a kid getting his jaw broken, frankly, yeah. by a player uh, to maybe you know make people think twice. I, I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean there is some of that. I think look if you want to run on there and celebrate in midcourt, whatever, fine. But yeah, I mean you have to have respect for the participants. Like that's my thing, right? Like that's what I don't like. Like I didn't like it this year when the Eagles guy who apparently was you know was there to make sure the coach wasn't unhinged. Uh, you know, Dom touches, you know, Fred Warner. Yeah, or, can't I mean, do I mean that. Greenlaw. Greenlaw, Greenlaw, yeah. Greenlaw. I was like, what are you doing, man? You're becoming part of you're not part of the game. You're security. Stop it. There's a reason why Nick Saban and every SEC coach has three state troopers around them. Like for these very reasons. Uh-huh. Home or road, right? Like to get the coach off the dang field. Like there's a reason why there's security around the coaches. But we just assume because the players are players and they're young, I guess, and they're, you know, in some cases in football, they're wearing, you know, helmets and pads that, oh, they'll be okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, if you run up on somebody, you know, don't be shocked if that person snaps. I mean, it's, it, you got to be careful. I, I'm with you. I mean, that's, but you're right. I mean, at that same time, that could have been, these are things like you could be preventable. And again, like Shire's just, he's trying to figure it out still. He, he's still trying to figure the post K clearly. Yeah. Out, you know what I mean? Anyway, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four uh, ninety four. There's just nothing um, that you're going to be able to do completely stop it. Is a problem, right? Like unless you just play games in front of empty gyms, that's the only way to stop it. Absolutely, the only way to stop it. All right, here's here's. Let me just give you a couple teams here off the top of my head. All right, uh, Duke is one of them. Yes, uh, UNC is the other. Correct. Uh, Kentucky is the other team. For now. Uh-huh. I would say, yeah, for now. <laughs> I would say, you know, you kind of this point, you know, you've won a lot of championships. Quit trying to hide yeah. behind a cute little team from stores. All right, I'll You're not I'll, just I'll the men's UConn. basketball program in stores anymore. You're actually really good, you know? All right, All right I'll accept that. Uh, I think UConn's another one. UCLA should never, ever start. No, no, And I know they haven't been good in a long time, but that's just... That's a legacy There's program, way too man. many banners yeah. for UCLA ever to storm the court. I mean, it's just, just way, way, way too many. 
Uh, those would be my top five. Like for sure, you just can never storm the court kind of schools. Did I miss anybody? Do you think? I uh, I think you nailed them all. I don't I don't know that there's any yeah. that are like, you know, total legacy schools that have yeah. just been there for so long yeah. that that I would really add to that list. I think that that's a good list. All right, for college football, like clearly Alabama, you can't yeah, you no. can't you know Georgia. Uh, Michigan, and I would I would put Ohio State in there as well. Um, you know, Texas, even though you know they've had some lean years prior to this year, but still they're Texas. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do Oklahoma, that. Oklahoma, clearly you cannot do that. Uh, let's see, you know, there's, those are the people that should just never ever you know tear any goalposts. I mean, I mean, as much as Florida State fans love to talk, I don't think they should be storming well, the field. Yeah, Notre either. Dame. I mean, obviously Notre Dame would you know, and plus they wouldn't do it anyway. But <laughs> no. No, they wouldn't. Because touchdown Jesus is watching you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, 757 says, storming the court should always be looked at in context of other stuff that we see right now. Just yesterday, saw some clout chasers trying to confront Durant. Uh, how long before people um, are trying to get at other players of the unhinged online behavior? Well, I mean, again, I, I think these are the court stormings. How many do happen in a week? I mean, do we even have a number? I don't know. I don't know that we have that that many happening. Certainly happening more often than it should, but I don't know that we're having like one a week. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like we are. Like just like the one incident, the handshake line with that Division Two schools, right? Was it Division Two schools? Yeah, or? it was uh, Texas A&M Commerce yeah. Incarnate Word. Yeah, I mean, or Division One AA, whatever they are. Um, you know, that's it's a shame that happens. But then I have you know we hear for a week's worth of uh, programming about how you got to get rid of handshakes. But how many handshake lines do we have throughout the, throughout? mankind and you don't have those kind of things right you don't have True. you don't have those things but so we're just gonna have to end it because of incarnate word and whoever the hell they were playing you couldn't get their stuff together and they couldn't get it yeah it's awkward and it's tough that you have to do that after the games but geez i mean how many of them again happen where there's nothing that happens right right, right. i mean you think they're going to do it no i mean I, I don't know. I just think, oh, everything is just like, okay, to the nth extreme, you know, every time something happens. But yeah, I mean, you're always worried about unhinged idiots. I mean, uh, that's pretty much everywhere. But I, I think to this point, we're looking at, you know, you know, guys just, you know, you know in this case, just college kids running on the floor. And you just guys. Although that was a girl that ran into Caitlin Clark, I believe, in the Iowa. Yes, it was. Yeah. The Iowa game. Yeah. Um, what about hockey glass around the arena? Yeah, yeah, right. Like box them in like hockey players now. I don't. Oh, could I don't you think, imagine? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna do that. Or like tranquilizer guns. Yeah, I mean, I mean no, no, tranquilizer darts. I mean, you could do that. No, it's like saying you like hoses. Like you're you know hosing down a crowd like of some um, really protest in some type of um, country over an election or something. You know what I mean? I don't think so. Well, now there are some places I know that that have that prepare for this sort of thing as much as you possibly can, where they have like sections roped off. Yeah, where yeah. There's only but so many places is you can actually get on to the floor and get 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 in there. So there's some places I think that that are a little bit better prepared for this than others, but yeah. that's also kind of sad. Yeah, no doubt. Um Tyler says he didn't he disagrees with four points it is possible. Well, they don't have the ball though. Well, they, 1 point and 1 1.8 1. 1. 1. seconds you don't have the ball. Yeah, no. No, I don't. That's but, not happening. Well, again, then your best player gets run over. What was better for you? <laughs> Greg likes the idea of hosing people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I was I, a bit of an exaggeration on my part, right? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they're going to water frankly, people. They're the eighth ranked team of the country, too. This is an L they can afford to take. Yeah, right, right. You know, right, right. 
All right. Uh, let's see. 757. All right. I already got that one. Uh, oh, here we go. It's 434, rather. Problem with teams complaining about court storming is that those teams will never be on the opposite side of it. So teams like Duke will never storm the court. Right. Because they're expected to win all their games. True. And I'll say this about Duke. They've had they've had some years where they weren't really winning at all or what have you. You know what I mean? You know, they weren't they weren't always doing right. that. And there's kids. Remember, every four to five years, you have new college kids yeah. who haven't been a part of national championships or whatever it may be. And they just they they still might go in there and, you know, they, they still might want to run the court. But you just like it's a culture at Duke like they know not to do it. I've seen Carolina do it. Uh, it's happened in Chapel Hill. Right. And then maybe it's because. You know they're not as educated. I don't know, but I thought they had a pretty high level of education there too. But I they've run the court well. before, and again, it's kids that they weren't part of all those winning years that we talk about. And like, you know, we say, oh, you shouldn't do it, but they don't care. I mean, they're, they're like, hey, man, it's my moment. Get the hell out of the way. But I would say this: it really doesn't. You know, it really can be one of those things where, yeah, I mean, player as we saw this time gets into it, or a fan can get. You know, it's kind of like you're running into a, a, it's almost like you're at the zoo and you jump the fence sometimes. You know what I mean? You don't know what you're going to get. So it's on you. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. Once you enter that environment, that yeah. is not your environment. That's not your office. Not at all. So I, I think, yes, very hard to stop. You can find you know, leagues can add, you know, add fines, add fines like they do in the SEC. We're still seeing it happen in the SEC. It happened at LSU a few weeks ago. Um, you know, still people charging the court, but like, our caller said too, and it's true. I mean, some of the folks that are running security are not set up for that. No, that's not you know, part of their job some title. Of, most of, yeah, no. Like in events, it's not like the same event staff you have it like in front of the stage of the concert in, in the in the standing room only section in the, in the mosh right. pit. Right, that is a very different environment. Not the same guys, right? They're not the at guys all. that look like they just came out of Bouncer U. Okay, I mean, you got some folks that sometimes, yeah. I mean, this might be they're retired and this is like a part time gig. You know, to, to get coffee money or whatever. I agree. So it's not quite the same thing. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll get to more of these texts uh, coming up and uh, calls as well off the court storming incident over the weekend at Wake Forest. And to this point, we do not know like the extent of the injury. You know, is it a real injury? Is it just ow that hurts like crap? I'll be okay in a few days. Uh, or what's going on at Duke? So it's unfortunate that it happened, but. Again, just to say ban the world, I'm not so sure about it. All right, we got Richmond Raceway tickets. You want to do this now? Hold on. We do have an update. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. Duke's Kyle Filipowski says he's still sore, and his status for Wednesday's game is officially up in the air. That is the latest update. So no season-ending ACL. We're we're not looking at that now. Okay. All right. They didn't amputate his leg. They did not. It's still there. Okay. So he may miss a game. He may miss a game. Significant. That feels significant. But it's not a season-ending situation. And, and they're not even sure that he will miss the game. So okay. at this point, right. sore status uncertain for Wednesday. All right, can we do? Let's do the Richmond tickets. Now, All right, let's I, do it. Remember, I said five o'clock. I almost missed it. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Richmond Raceway. Um, it is on the thirty-first of um, March. Uh, pair of tickets to go see NASCAR in person. Uh, up the road in Richmond at the uh, Toyota Owners 400. We'll take the second caller at uh, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Caller number two right now. Uh, Richmond Raceway, the Toyota Owners 400 coming up on March 31st. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, welcome back. It was uh, Jeff Jones earlier. We'll hear... From the coach at six, a conversation I had after his retirement announcement today. All right, so we have a winner for the Richmond race tickets, so stop calling. Uh, and, and the good news, if you lost today, 
you know, or we're the first runner up or whatever, you got a chance the rest of the week, right? We're giving away all week. Am that I is correct. Telling the truth there. So who do we, who won him again? Paul in Portsmouth. I'm glad I asked you again because I was about to call the guy by the wrong name. So Paul in Portsmouth. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, congrats to Paul in Portsmouth. And if you're friends with a guy named Paul in Portsmouth, you might want to check on your Paul in Portsmouth, right? Uh, could be the same thing. Yeah, I would. All right. Uh, Richie just showed me a video, an old picture of like in the 20s in basketball where they had cages around the uh, like like uh, fences around the around the court. That's different. <laughs> so there you go. There's a way to stop kids from charging the court. Uh, you don't think somebody's going to climb the cage? Come on. Well, that's true. It's too. like super fly Jimmy Snuka. Uh, <laughs> I got I got a good one. The guy says, why not uh, baby oil? Uh, you know, they'll just, they'll just fall over. That would uh, work. Yeah, that would work as well, that right? Would work. Uh, um, so my guy, uh, Greg and Gloucester, likes the hose idea, right? Um, that might work as well. Anyway, uh, yeah, hosers. Yeah, hosers, eh? <laughs> That's funny. Somebody's the Bob and Doug McKenzie joke on me. That's good. Hosers, eh? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Greg and Gloucester says, um, security uh, sucks. We snuck 36 Corona bottles in RFK. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or you could charge like an extra for rows one to four, a court storming, a court storming fee, says Greg. That's a pretty good idea. I like that. Or you can get a pass. Like, you know, I get, oh, and they give you pregame passes to go on the field. Like, you have to buy a pass to get on the field after yes, the game. Yes, you maybe. do. Yeah. yeah maybe, you, can, you know, maybe you could do that. I don't know. If you start charging, schools are going to start encouraging court storming after every game. Yeah. <laughs> like, please storm our court. We need the money. No doubt. Um, Rich in Norfolk says to uh, go to jail, don't collect $200 if you storm the court, uh, the, 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 co- the county, LOL. Uh, the court, yeah, no count, not county. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I don't need to play by play every time you lose the contest, Rich. I'm just going to tell you right now, pal. Uh, you know, they're going to you know, lose more than you win some, pal. It's <laughs> just the way it works around here, okay? If anything, it's a good thing that you didn't win this time. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Or marbles. Better than marbles. marbles. Uh, the baby oil idea will stop So them. we're just going to go full Looney Tunes yeah, on this yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, or like maybe you could have the floor drop out, right? On people like as they come down like in the first like part of when they touch so the floor. So you want to go trap doors. Trap doors. All right. Trap doors might terrible. work as well. At not, least that'd be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, not, not an awful idea. Again, you can say tomorrow, all right, this is banned, banned. Good luck. Like going ahead and stopping everybody. Although, did you see the idiot? That was the streaker during the Super Bowl. And apparently yeah. he placed a bet Ooh. that there was going to be a streaker at the Super Bowl. No. And he ends up winning like 300 grand or something. No. Had to pay a $1,000 fine for running onto the Get field. Out. And of course got arrested. And, and the, I think he was a $500 bet that he placed or something. Can that? Can you do that? Can you bet on yourself? I, he just did. That's like betting on your... He I don't did. think that's... I bet you they don't have to pay that out. I bet you the casino or the sports book doesn't pay that out. Since that would be like him being, you know, in on the fix, right? We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to effort this because yeah, because this, like this that's... is something this is something that did happen. I don't feel like that's something that can happen. That's wild. By the way, I had some texts about the the um, hip drop tackles earlier with some good questions. Like knowing the way the league is now with flags, I mean, can you imagine the nightmare that would be for officials? Oh yeah, it'd be, yeah. It'd be the pass interference thing all over again. Yeah, it could be. It could be. There, there's no doubt about it. And again, if the PA is not involved in it right now, I don't know if it's going to. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work, frankly. But I, I guess they can try whatever they want. Well, like the horse collar thing, that was obvious, right? Because that, sure. that's a, that's a very obvious call. There's not a lot of subjectivity to that. But hip, hip drop tackle, it's somewhat obvious, but not nearly to the level that that the horse collar is. Yeah. My opinion, and frankly, you got to you know as a as a DB and one of these guys you know out there against a bigger player. 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to put your weight on it. <laughs> you're gonna get in this? It's physics. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to drop your weight. You're going to ask Emmanuel Forbes to tackle <laughs> Derrick Henry? He's going to have to do something. <laughs> All right, Matt K says he did not win any money. Uh, that's not real whatsoever. Okay, good. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. So that's fake news. Thank you. Uh, 757 also said you should be able to uh, charge the court and, and scare the hell out of Duke players. <laughs> Here's what have been Okay. And this has not been Duke we were talking about today. I don't know if we'd have had the, the same level of – maybe we'd have more level of compassion, right? Like it was some other – you know, if it was the way, it was on the shoe was in their foot, right? It was a Wake Forest kid that was injured against a Duke kid. Would, we, would there be a different conversation? I don't know. It, it would be fascinating. I, think, I don't think we'd be talking about this or anybody mm. else would be talking about this to the level that we are if it yeah. wasn't Duke. I, and again, I, I just say to you, go back and look at the video. Kilopowski – Looks like he's trying to get a piece of the game. I agree. Uh, Filipowski. I, I, I was like, what did I just call him? Kilopowski? Filipowski. Well, I mean. Kyle Filipowski. <laughs> almost. Let me say that again to myself. Apparently. Kyle Filipowski. Looked like he was trying to get a little piece of the kid. And then, in turn, you know, the kid was trash talking him. He, he, like, put him in his face, was saying something, pointing at him or whatever. You know, he, and then he tried to get a piece of him, kind of got a little off balance, and then got bam, right? Just absolutely yeah. bammed. You now, know what I mean? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I've been wrong plenty today but didn't Creighton storm the court against UConn when they beat them when UConn was still the one seed and Creighton was actually ranked team at the time yes that is true and I don't remember any of the UConn players getting banged up no they didn't they didn't and again you have to you kind of got to right in that in that moment that's tough to do the game's just ending and you got to be aware of your surroundings like oh crap I'm getting out of here yeah I don't want to get crunched uh, as well uh, seven five seven uh, six eight seven ninety four ninety four. How do I feel about ODU storming the football field? Well, who did they beat? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah, absolutely. I was on the field yeah, when it I happened. Got, yeah, that's what, that, absolutely. That's an upset, right? They were never yeah. the favorite in either game. And, and I could tell you, there wasn't a whole lot of danger there. I mean, I was I was in it. I yeah. was in the middle of it, and so was Taylor Heineke too. By the way, yeah. so I mean, it was you know very respectful fans, inebriated but respectful. And Taylor, not the player, but Taylor, the spectator, was in it. As yes, Taylor, yeah, the spectator. Right, right. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there is. Um, again, you know, that's that's the kind of situation. Sure. I mean, you know, if Virginia Tech did it to ODU, that'd be weird. That would be a little odd. That'd be weird, right? Although at this point, maybe they should. They haven't beaten us at Foreman Field. Well, so. if they win it, if they win it, uh, if they win <laughs> here, maybe they would in Norfolk. That's a good point. Um, Duke players need to get their weight up, says 757. <laughs> Jeremy says uh, Filipowski also had plenty of time to move out of the way. Well, yeah. What was he doing halfway on the court? Yeah, it was weird, that right? That was yeah. odd. Yeah. Every, now, maybe he's literally been... everybody else was off to the side. Yeah, it was weird how slow he was moving. And then, of course, he got you know collided. The collision took place. And then, obviously, his then the guy comes out. I don't know who that is in the Duke staff that basically tries to go save him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the streaker guy admitted on the radio and on the site that he used that he used caught wind of it, according to the LA Times. What a dummy! See, this is always these guys that got to tell you what the dumb stuff they're going to do, and then they get busted. You can't help but run your mouth. So, so he ha- he actually had the he had the money, yeah, like and, here, and blew it. See, here's what you got to do. All right, maybe I'm giving this away, but anyway, here's what I would have done. I'd had a friend of mine place the bet, and there we'd have a go. deal, right? There like, you okay, go. I'm going to go ahead and take one for the team here. But you can never tell anybody that we did this. That's, 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 how, you, that's how he should have done it, but he didn't do it. See, that's next level thinking right there. Yeah, I know. We'll, I know. we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk New Orleans Yeah, next we'll season. talk about New Orleans next year, yeah. <laughs> All right, 757-687-9494. All right. 
helmet communication coming to college football. Uh, we'll get to that in the next hour, among other things uh, as well. Coming up next, Jeff Jones' conversation we had after his retirement announcement earlier today. Uh, we'll play that for you. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. James Witham's got your sports center.